Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The greatest of all time has joined us in uh, Hunter Central Coast AFL. Morris Goolagong is in the house. Over 1,300 goals in his stellar career. Mark, did he get the same response as Buddy Franklin did that day in, at the SCG? I would imagine the day he kicked 1,000 goals, mate, they would have come running from anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, well, Morris, uh, where did you kick the 1,300th and what was the re- reaction like? Uh, mate, I kicked it at um, Terrigal, out at, at Hilton Moor Oval. Um, yeah. yeah, there was over 300 people there. First time the Black Diamond League's had over 300 people at a game, I think. So. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, as I said, people come from uh, far and wide because they knew I was uh, going to kick it. Because the week before, I um, actually kicked 14 goals and um, oh. they got dragged. Um, <laughs> Oh, the they pulled you quarter. off. Pulled me off the last quarter yeah, and said, yeah. let's make something out of this and uh, <laughs> yeah. let's get the media involved. Yeah, yeah. Let, <laughs> That's funny, isn't it? That's he's 285 goals <laughs> and he's one goal away with a quarter to go. They go, yeah. get off, yeah. get off. Yeah, we, we can milk this for all it's worth <laughs> yeah, and get Steve-O on the case with NBN yeah. TV. Uh, exactly. Funny. exactly. Gee, exactly it's great, great to see you, mate. There's a lot we can talk about. We're on Dark and Jung Lamb. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging on this Indigenous round in the... NRL and also the AFL. Hey, next week we're going to be live at the home of the Kalani Vale Bombers. And Morris Goolagong, can you believe for the first time in about a decade they knocked off the juggernaut that is Terrigal Avoca? 62. Nine goals, 8-62 to 7-6-48. So Corey Shackleton has got the Bombers humming in 2022. That's awesome, mate. Yeah, no, it's good to, good to see the, um, you know, it's, it's starting to level out the playing field uh, on the Central Coast. Uh, yeah, uh, the last few years it's been pretty much you know two-sided sort of thing with um, Terrigal and uh, Newcastle City, and so it's good to see that it's starting to pan down, um, you know, on a level playing field. Which and is you, good. you saw Terrigal, the reigning premiers, take on Cardiff uh, a couple of weeks ago. That was their first loss in years. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, went up, uh, had the weekend off, and uh, went went for a drive up the uh, freeway and watched Cardiff play um, Terrigal Voker, and it's the first time they've lost in since 2019. I'm pretty sure. So. Um, yeah, so there were two years, I think, they were undefeated. So, um, yeah, it was a bit of a wake-up call for them. And, um, yeah, I think they're getting back onto the paddock, or if they can get back onto the paddock, because uh, Hilton Hall's a bit, <laughs> bit drenched at the moment. So yeah. that's that's one of the struggles that Terrigal's got at the moment with, um, yeah, no training facilities. So, hey, so it's a bit hard. Morris, I wanted to ask you a question, because quite often I've spoken to my family about my pathway in AFL and how nowadays you'd be identified immediately. Do you Do you feel the same, like... If you were coming through now, do you feel like you'd be snabbled up, you'd be on a high-performance pathway, and it'd just be a stepping stone in a matter of time before you're playing at the highest level? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, the way the game's going now, the way it's evolving, you know, it's, it's a lot quicker, obviously. Um, you know, when I played, I, I think I got electric shock when I left the square sort of thing. So, But, uh, <laughs> but um, no, the way the game's going now, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's evolving uh, very quickly, so I'd have to adapt, obviously, to the different situations and... Um, but, yeah, that's something that, that I would have, um, you know, done pretty well. Oh, he would have made his, his great attributes. I, I told you a moment ago, we're yep. speed off the mark. So, over the first 20, he was blistering, but a beautiful left foot kick. So, he could bang it home from anywhere. 
And it was a real dead idea. And hands. And hands like glue. Glue yeah. on those fingers. <laughs> uh, Morris, I want to touch about uh, the fact that you're a proud Indigenous man. Uh, we've seen over the last couple of weeks, the AFL last week, they had their Indigenous round. Yep. Uh, and this week, uh, it's the NRL's turn. Um, I, I think it's probably, for mine, both of the games do an absolutely brilliant job of recognising and acknowledging uh, the traditional owners of the land uh, and the Indigenous players um, and, and what they've contributed to the game uh, and what they've contributed to our nation, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, it is. How does that make you feel as an Indigenous man watching the way these two... You know, there's no doubt the two biggest sporting codes hey. in, in, in Australia. Hey, Butes, you, you've left him about 20 seconds to answer the question. Yeah, yeah, rep- that's all right, mate. No, <laughs> but, no but it's um, no, it is. It's it's good to see. You know, uh, the, the whole um, NRL and the AFL, are, uh, how, how open they are about Aboriginal people in the game and, and um, loving loving. You know, what we, what we represent. Um, you know, for the, as a, as you say, First Nation people. Um, just a, just a respect. Um, I think uh, one of the Penrith players last night, before he even started his interview, he acknowledged, um, you know, the traditional owners of the land and all that sort of stuff, and paid respects to the players on the field and and how much it meant to him being, um, you know, playing in Indigenous round. So, um, you know, it gives me goosebumps every time you see, you see him run out in the Aboriginal jumper and all that mm. sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's just um, yeah, it's just good to see. We promise we'll talk some more AFL with the goat. The greatest of all time. Forget about Gordon Coventry. Forget about Buddy Franklin. Forget for, about Plugger Lockett. Who cares? For, forget about Come the Chief. On. Don't worry about the Chief, Jason Dunstall. <laughs> this, this is your man. We've got the big dog in the house. Oh, That's Mor- what we've got. Morris Goolagong. I haven't said this on the air previously, but I played my heart out with Kalani Vale, but uh, due to a number of circumstances, I actually went across to Terrigal for the last half a season of my career before I hung the boots up. Yep. And... The main reason was because of my relationship with Murray. Uh-huh. Uh, a fierce competitor on the field, but great mates off it. And uh, bumped into him one night at Mingara. They squeezed me into the salary cap, oh, yeah. but, but they didn't know about my, uh, my calf muscles. Can you, uh, can you talk to me about the fear that you had every time you had to mark up against Morris? Well, we had an X factor in the, in the form of Pete Southwell. So yep. that, that was our tactic. We parked someone in front of Murray. Yep. So when he'd go on like a lead, there was someone that would almost like, uh, what are the... I, I'd call him a speed bump. Is that what you call him? <laughs> Is that what you call him a well, speed bump? Well, I tell you, you needed everyone. Like, uh, like you talk about in rugby league buttes where everyone has to be working together to stop the big man. Yeah, of um, course. And then a lot of the times, like against Terrigal, they were such a good footy team that, you know, they had you know, four or five other players that would... Hey, mate, be able to wreak havoc if yeah. you, big, because there's too much focus on the big guy. Correct. So. If you double team in someone, I mean, someone's free. That's right. That's as simple that's, as it and is. That's, and that's what we, uh, you know, in our huddles and all that sort of stuff, that's what we used to concentrate a lot on. So, look, if they're putting two players on me, you've still got one player. So, they concentrate on them, so they go back to be one-on-one, and then that's when I, um, you know... Kick we, 14 we, goals in three yeah. quarters. <laughs> so, so, if you retire in 2013, like, how much do you miss it? Oh, I miss it every day. You know, I, I, that's why I can't go and watch a game. You know, like... Even going uh, when I went a couple of weeks ago, I still had the urge of, you know, strapping on the boots. I, everyone says, oh, you know, bring your boots, bring your boots. And I say, no, 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 it's not going to happen. But, um, you know, there's still that little bug in there yeah. that goes, you know. They're in the back of the car. They're in the back of the car. I'm a little similar. I live close enough to uh, Kalani Vale to the Adelaide Street Oval that yep. I can hear the siren. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. every Saturday at 2 when you hear that, you know, there's a part of you 
it's almost like Neanderthal where you're just thinking it's, it's go time. Exactly. Um, but you're doing a lot of work now with the Newcastle Knights with some of their uh, yep. female rugby league players. Tell That's us right. some, some of the girls you're working with. Yeah, mate, I got a phone call from Ronald Griffiths um, you know, about four weeks ago and um, he uh, obviously seen my name in the paper a few times up at Newcastle and uh, asked me to come down and or go up, sorry, and um, do some kicking coaching with their halves and hookers and all that sort of stuff. So been doing that the last four weeks and uh, really, really enjoying it. It's um, an important part of the game, especially for the girls. Like, it's something that they don't necessarily have that natural ability when no. it comes to kicking. Exactly. So it has to be learned, it yep. has to be taught, and it just, and I guess it has to be just practiced over yeah. and over and exactly. over again. Yeah, well, I'm um, actually um, doing a lot of stuff with the, the hooker, and, and she's, she comes up, she goes, comes to training early, and she uh, actually came up to me the other day and she said, mate, you've really helped me with my kicking style and, and, and different techniques that you've taught us is um, yeah something that we, we're really enjoying and we, we, we're thankful. And you did some work with Kira Dib. Uh, in my opinion, she's one of the best in the NRLW. Yeah, mate, yeah, I did some uh, with Kira Dib. I've even done um, some with uh, Hannah Southwell as well. Um, and yeah, so there's a few others, other girls there as well. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time up there, so it's good. Hey, Murray, uh, I want to ask you about the Sydney Swans Guernseys and the Giants Guernseys, but speaking of GWS, Mark McVeigh. Ah, he's the, got his uh, win. Yeah, we sent him a text last week and wished him all, all the right. best and uh, fantastic win against the West Coast Eagles. Uh, they're up early today, aren't they? Uh, up against the Brisbane Lions. That's I think. right, mate. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're yeah, mid-afternoon uh, game this afternoon. So it's good to see you on the coaching staff. They're all bombers, uh, ex-bombers players. So, uh, yeah. Did you play against Mark or was he down at Pennant Hills? No, no, he was down at Pennant Hills uh, when I... The only player I played against, I think, was um, Isaac Heaney. I played against him uh, when he was up at uh, Nelson's Bay. And uh, Daniel Lloyd, I think, come towards the end of my career as well. So Yeah, what a, what a great career Isaac Heaney's having. And Daniel Lloyd was plucked straight out of this local footy league. Hey, Murray, so tell us about the Guernsey. So we looked at, at the Sydney Swans last night. And, yep. you know, that's a, a Guernsey everyone would want to have. Tell us about the totems and what it means from an Indigenous perspective. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm gathering the, the, the totems that they've got on there, obviously, from the Aboriginal players that play in the team. So um, I know with the... Um, uh, they get uh, they get all the Aboriginal players together before a before this uh, round happens, and um, they 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 put all their ideas together and uh, work out what they want to put on the jumper. So um, I know with uh, with the NRL with South Sydney, um, who my nephew plays there, uh, he um, him and Cody Walker and all the all the boys there, they all got together and, and asked what they wanted to put on there. So um, you know it was um, it's something that they they get together before. And, and, and know what to put on. What I love is the fact that they're engaging these players and talking to them. And, you know, what it actually, you know, what I would imagine that if you've got um, or have make a contribution to that thing, when you put that on, yep. it has so much more meaning. Oh, exactly. Big significance, you know, and it makes it more feel, they feel more proud and, and uh, wearing it and, and running out in it and knowing that, you, you know, not only the Aboriginal players are behind it, but they're, they're, they're explaining with the other um non-Indigenous uh, people in, in the team as well. So, What does it mean for kids, young kids, watching players from their town, right? And, you know, you've got to imagine most of these guys are from small country yep. towns mm-hmm. where the opportunities are limited, yes. right? The chances of them getting through all the way to that top peak, yep. pinnacle, yep. is pretty slim. It is, right? Exactly. And, and there's a number of reasons for that, yep. right? And it's not just about talent. It's, there's other factors, and we spoke about it off here, yeah, yeah. about kids leaving home. That's, That's right. significant. Oh, big time. Big time. Like, I, when um, Latrell and Shaq um, come with me, when they first moved to the Central Coast with a play with the Centurions, 
you know, that, like I was pretty close family, but missing mum and dad is, is a big significance in family in family life, especially Aboriginal uh, Aboriginal life because because that's all they know. You know that they're brought up in, in their certain ways and all that sort of stuff and different uh, cultural learnings and all that sort of stuff as well. So, uh, you know, having the support there twenty four seven. And then coming away at a, such a young age, it's a, it's a, it's a big task. It's a, it's a massive... Can I just say two beauties? I think it was Dane Rampey last night that said a few words. So Buddy was best on ground mm. with his five goals. And that's one of the best games. In fact, that's one of the most enjoyable Friday nights of footy that I've seen from the incredible match between the Broncos and the Gold Coast. Yep. And then the finish of the Swans versus Richmond was just enthralling to watch. But then Dane Rampey said a couple of words and... If you get the chance, have a look because he spoke with such grace about it being the Indigenous yeah. round and embracing it. Exactly, and, and that's what that's what we love, you know, as, as an Aboriginal person, you know, that seeing non-Aboriginal um, people embracing it and, and loving, you know, being out there with with, uh, with all us guys is um yeah it's, it's something we we all really enjoy. Watching Buddy last night, you know, he comes around, he's got that familiar little hook on his, you know, from the left side there. Is that you? No, mate, no. No, I'm no, you're straight up and down? Straight up and down. <laughs> straight up and down. There's yeah. no left to it, little no, swerve no, out no, to the I, left. And, I, and that's what I try to instill in, uh, like this, um, where how they kick around the corner now. I, I just shake my head and go, what is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, that's uh, me and mate, I was, when I was when I was young, all I did was I, I didn't I didn't actually practice kicking goals. I actually practiced kicking, kicking straight. Kicking the st- sticks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd aim for the point post. Once I get that, I go for the goal post, goal post, and then the point post. Yep. And work my way around. That's how I got my accuracy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what I've been, you know, that's what I try to, I, every, everywhere I go, and, and that's what I tell the young boys, you know, that's how I started. So. Yeah, I tell you, he had a bit of swagger, though. Oh, like he I had that, no doubt. He had what all the great athletes have got, oh. and he created time and space for himself. And at times, like, you know, look at the size of him. At times, he could be an absolute wrecking ball. Uh, so, mate, if you're kicking 100 goals a season in four years, and you're kicking 1,300 goals across 11 seasons, whatever it is, you can have some swag. You can have all the swagger you want, my friend. <laughs> probably, in a lot, probably in a lot of ways, he did play. A, would you say you did play a lot like the chief, Jason Dunstall? So, pretty much, yeah. Him and you know, and, and Lockett, I suppose you could say as well. You know, it was just, yeah, combination of the two. Yeah, so it's it it pretty much just in that 50 meter arc and. Um, but that's that's what the boys knew, and you know, knew where to you know knew where to put the ball and all that sort of stuff. We we trained on that sort of stuff. Yeah, so hey, um, it was good. We've got a very busy back end of the show. Brad Woodward is waiting on hold. He's off to the Commonwealth Games in Birmingham. Adam Kwasnick joining us. It's mm. the A League Grand Final tonight. Uh, Barcelona were in town on Wednesday, and Steve-O made the dumbest decision of his life. Oh. He decided not to go and commentate. There are some certain things you regret in life. Was that one of them? Uh, that, that could be one. That could be uh, one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes, Steve-O's not perfect, but uh, I chose to turn that one down, and they had over 70,000 in the house mm. against the A-League All-Stars. And Moose Rebilly coming on as well to talk the NBA Finals. You've been following that, Maury, in uh, 24, 25 words or less, Golden State through to the Grand Final? Yeah, mate, yeah, been watching a little bit of it. Um, not as much as I'd like to, but, um, yeah, been getting out there and uh, having a look, so it's been good. Fantastic, mate. Great to see you. What about a standing O for the greatest <laughs> of all time? Thanks, guys. You yeah. have, uh, have a good rating, and I'll... Uh, I'll chat again soon. Yeah, Morris Goolagong joining us.